successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill on 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you listening as well via podcast at on iTunes and at GrillNationShow.com. Great day in Kansas City. Luckily, I uh, just had a nice little spring break vacation. Went down to Mexico, to Cancun. It was an amazing time. Uh, enjoyed myself. Got a tan. Uh, be Glad to be back to work, though, in Kansas City. Uh, it's always nice to get away for a few days and uh, kind of soak in the sun. But now uh, back to the grind, back to the uh, entrepreneurial world, back to the business world. And there's a lot of great things happening in Kansas City. We're going to highlight some of those on this show today. Before we get started, I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill. They are the title sponsors of the show are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. I appreciate all of their support. Also, we have some on-air contributors to the show, uh, the Rieger KC and Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Reactor Design Studios. Clifton Alexander is a guest host and on-air contributor to Grill Nation Show. On today's show, we're going to start off with Drew Solomon from Launch KC and the uh, KCEDC. We're going to talk about Launch KC because this week they are launching their 2017 applications. Uh, this started in 2015. Since then, Launch KC has awarded $1 million in cash grants to 20 startup businesses willing to call downtown Kansas City home. This is always a great event here in Kansas City, usually during Tech Week. Uh, the culmination, if you will, I've uh, been lucky enough to MC it the last few years, and uh, there's a lot of great companies that come to our city, uh, a handful locally, but a lot of uh, globally and uh, throughout the country that come in and compete for these grants and uh, just doing some really great things. So I wanted to have Drew on the show today to talk about, kind of recap where we are with Launch KC, talk about the application process opening up, maybe talk about some things going on in Kansas City uh, at overall. And uh, have him on the show today. He's always a great guest and a great Kansas City. And so he's going to be coming up here in the first segment. After Drew, we're going to have on Jenny Vergara, who is with Feast Magazine. She's a contributing editor for Kansas City and founder of Test Kitchen, Underground Supper Club. I'd like to have her on at least once a year to talk about some new restaurants in Kansas City. Uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurship happening in the restaurant world as well, new businesses throughout town. She is uh, on the cutting edge of what's going on here in Kansas City and always offers a really good insight into um, places to go that you might not know about or places you have heard of that you want to learn more information about. But Jenny has her hand on the pulse, finger on the pulse of everything uh, Kansas City food and also in the Missouri area as well. Feast Magazine, I think, is in St. Louis uh, and Columbia and Springfield, too. So we'll talk to her about Feast Magazine and what she's doing with that and about some new restaurant openings here in Kansas City. So that is Grill Nation show for today. Without further ado, let's get started with our first guest, uh, Drew Solomon, KC ADC and Launch KC. Welcome to the show. You can follow Launch KC at 
launch underscore KC on Twitter. How are you, Drew? Hey, good morning, Jason. How are you doing? Good to see you, man. Good to talk to you. What's going on in your world? Uh, it's uh, It's been a busy time for you. I know we're getting kind of into your busy season now with uh, all the things happening here in Kansas City. Launch KC uh, has been doing very well. Why don't we give our listeners a, a quick uh, little taste of what Launch KC does? Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Launch KC is in its third year. Uh, we provide uh, cash grants to startup businesses in a global for- a global competition format. So we look for the best and brightest entrepreneurs who apply from around the country and the world, uh, and we award those folks $50,000 cash grants as well as free office space and a whole cadre of other services, legal, financial, and accounting, uh, right here in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, like I said, this is our third year, and this year we've had a little bit of an innovation. We actually are going to be awarding a $100,000 grand prize along with our $50,000 grants we've historically done. Mm. A little, little more uh, stuff in the pot there. That's interesting. I, I was not aware of that. Now, the applications open this week, uh, guys. You can check it out. Officially, March 1st is the application. They close on July 7th. The 20 finalists will be revealed on August 24th and pitched to a panel of judges on September 15th at Tech Week, Kansas City. Drew, um, we've done this for two years. What? What? I mean, you've been along through the whole process. You've been spearheading this. And what what have you seen in the first two years that that makes you excited? I mean, we're obviously moving forward. You know, some of these things in Kansas City they haven't lasted this long, and this has got some staying power and has been successful. Yeah, no, absolutely, I appreciate that. Um, you know, the the thing with this program is that it's it's really at its heart, it's it's just a competition. I think a lot of I think a lot of folks look at programs like this and they continue to you know to try and reinvent and recreate themselves and and find new niches and focuses, if you will. You know, with this, our our program is really pretty simple. We are looking for the best high-growth potential companies around the country and the world that are willing to locate in Kansas City or be from Kansas City and and really start and grow their enterprise. And so for us, it's a non-dilutive cash grant. It's mentorship. It's a whole lot of professional service that we provide to these companies to help them, you know, continue on their path to business growth. And so for us, we try to keep it really simple and, and kind of centered, if you will, around the fact that it's just it's just a competition. And, you know, when just like in sports, Jason, you know, people love to see people get out and compete. And I think that's the, the wonderful part about this competition is it's an opportunity for startups to actually compete. Because, you know, you and I both know a lot of times in life, sometimes it can be who you know, not what you know. And competitions like this give startups an opportunity to really demonstrate what they know and and kind of elevate themselves as a result of that. Mm-hmm. As a result of that, talking to Drew Solomon, Launch Casey's with me this segment, and he'll follow up with me on the next segment of the show after the break. Um, you guys have funded startups in the following areas: advanced manufacturing, ag tech, animal health, cloud services, data analytics, ed tech, fintech, health tech, and mobile tech. So, I mean, there this is a wide area of companies. You know, that's kind of the beauty of this competition. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've had uh, we've had winners from all different sectors, subsectors of technology. Uh, we've also, you know, had an international winner each of the first two years. And we've also had winners, obviously multiple winners from out of state. So it's been a, uh, it's been a really healthy, uh, it's been a really healthy cohort each year of, uh, of grant winners. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me briefly about, we have a minute left in the segment about the relationship with Tech Week. That's going to continue in 2017? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Tech Week, Tech Week's one of our biggest partners, one of our biggest, um, biggest supporters, if you will. And yeah, they have, uh, 
the conference this year is going to be in Kansas City, September 11th through the 15th. Um, they are also um, doing some things to, to continue to grow and innovate in our market, and I think you'll see uh, some forthcoming announcements here in the middle of March towards the 1st of April with regard to updates on, on new venues, uh, interesting speakers we've confirmed, and, and other additions to the, uh, to the conference and the programming that I think will be really, uh, really good for Kansas City's growth. That's exciting news. Again, we're talking to Drew Solomon, Launch KC Global Grants Competition. Applications uh, were opened on March 1st, 2017. They close on July 7th. The uh, organization Launch KC is designed to attract tech entrepreneurs locally, regionally, and nationally to apply and compete for eight $50,000 grant, grants and one grand prize, $100,000 grant. Launch KC selects the top scoring entrepreneurs in sports and systems with system with mentoring and funding to develop high-growth, successful businesses in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. The website is launchkc.org. They're on Twitter at launch underscore kc.org. When we get back with Drew, talking to Drew Solomon again today from Launch KC, I want to talk to him about some of the success stories of the past few years and some other things that he's excited about going on in the tech startup world here in Kansas City. You're listening to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know why. I don't know why. Keep them going crazy, though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Casey Mo. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill on 980 AM. And thanks for joining me as well on GrillNationShow.com where I post all of our podcasts, photos of our guests, and all of my social media information is there. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and on Twitter as well at Grill Nation Show. I'm also available on other social media networks, uh, Jason Grill. Search for that on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, and the like. I like to... Uh, Share news on social media, so appreciate you joining me on there as well. We're talking to Drew Solomon from Launch KC, also Kansas City EDC. He's a jack-of-all-trades, but he's one of the main figureheads, stakeholders, people involved with Launch KC, and, and, and you probably know him and seen him around town, but he uh, he's actively involved in the <clears throat> startup grant world here in Kansas City. Drew, um, real, real, real quick recap for us, just to, you know what Launch KC does. You're in your third year. You're going to be uh, giving away some grants this year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, in our third year, we're a global grant competition, award half a million dollars every year to uh, the nation and the world's brightest startups that are willing to call Kansas City home. Uh, this year uh, is our first year introducing a $100,000 grand prize, and so we're going to uh, open applications here March 1st and uh, look forward to uh, – a great final uh, final demonstration and and kind of competition, if you will, on September fifteenth, uh, kind of at the culmination of Tech Week here in Kansas City. LaunchKC.org is where you can apply. Drew, um, this is a pretty pretty laborious, serious judging process, is it not? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the applications for it, it's actually it's really intense for the company to apply to. So it's a uh, not just the judging; it's actually the companies that put the hard work and the effort in to apply. Um, this process, there's a 90-day application window. Uh, it's a 30-question application plus uploads of uh, business plan, executive summary, financial projections. Uh, so it's it's no joke with regard to the level of input and work that these companies put forth to to actually even apply. And then we have um, about 50 community and national judges comprised of bankers, professional service providers, technologists, and venture capitalists 
that actually work to screen what is about five to 600 applicants uh, down to 250, down to 100, down to 50, and ultimately down to a final 20. And we bring the final 20 in, all expenses paid to Kansas City to actually participate in the in, in the demo day, if you will, in the actual comp, the final competition. Yeah, and one of the things you guys don't get enough exposure for or recognized for is the fact that these are fairly large grants compared to what other competitions might hand out. I mean, oh, no, absolutely. That's that is something that you know when we when we worked to create this in Kansas City, one of the things that we thought about was you know Kansas City is a great city, and we need to do we need to create a program that really does our city service, and we thought that uh, does our city a good service, and you know we thought that it needed to be enough money for people to to take it seriously and for it to be significant. Mm-hmm. And it definitely has been um, hundred thousand dollar prize this year. What you, what are you hoping to accomplish with uh, selecting someone maybe as the top prize? Yeah, no, absolutely. The the reason you know, Jason, you've been a part of this with us historically. We we our first year did a popular vote to try to really activate the social media uh, and and kind of the the, the community. Uh, this year we decided to get creative again, and we thought that a grand prize would be fun. We thought it would be great for exposure nationally and globally. Uh, we candidly also thought it would attract a few more startups uh, that are maybe in other parts of the country, other startup centers, um, you know, like a Boston or an Austin that, that may give Kansas City a, uh, an opportunity because it is, it is a, enough money to, to kind of be participatory in a real, a real round of capital or something like that. And considering it's non-dilutive and equity-free, um, that's got real value to the startups that apply. Totally does. Uh, Drew Solomon, Launch KC. What, what, what's been your take when you talk to these people from out of the city uh, and even out of the country on, on their, their time in Kansas City? You know, we've gone through two classes now or two grant classes through the Tech Week uh, mm-hmm. award show at the end, uh, the grants competition. What are people saying about town that maybe have stuck around? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the feedback we've gotten is how supportive the community is post-grant um, and kind of how impactful it is, even for the folks that have been winners that are local. Um, Jason, they've all talked about, um, kind of the, the kind of the notch in their belt that winning this competition has been or being awarded with regard to being able to go out and, you know, harness follow on funding from venture capital folks or other angel investors. Uh, and also the, the media notoriety. I mean, obviously you're a part of that. You do a good job in the media as well. Um, but the, the reality is for them is it puts them, it puts them on a little different plateau with regard to some of the other startups that are kind of fighting for, you know, mm-hmm. kind of fighting for media time and awareness in their industry. So, you know, competitions like this are a real good validator that, that some of these companies are kind of growing and are on the right track. One thing, too, we don't talk about enough, Drew, is the uh, the other things that come with that money is the mentorship, the office space, uh, with without having to give up equity. Those things are important, and, and people forget about those bricks-and-mortar type things, and also the mentorship and relationships that come out of um, doing something like this. Oh, absolutely. I will tell you we've got great, um, we've got great, great partners. We've got a wonderful group that we partner with out of St. Louis, I-10, which has been you know working with us in partnership with the Kauffman Foundation to provide mock angel and mentorship programs. They've been fantastic. Uh, we couldn't do any of this, actually, truthfully, you know, financially or from a technical or educational point of view without our sponsors. And we have fantastic uh, folks who donate a ton of time, effort, and money to this program. Organizations like Hush Blackwell, KCPNL, uh, UMB Bank, the William T. Kemper Foundation, the Cordish Companies with the Power and Light District, Lead Bank. We have so many. I'm, I'm literally leaving 
dozens of sponsors you work, out. You guys have uh, worked hard. They really came to the plate, though, those sponsors. The, 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 oh, the they're, community, they're the corporate community has come to the plate. The, the corporate community has come to the plate. The other thing, too, um, the state and the city have come to the plate as well to support the corporate community. You know, the Missouri Technology Corporation, the city of Kansas City, we have so many we just have so many great sponsors, and they not only provide money, they provide a lot of those technical and professional services to help support these companies, you know, whether that's legal, accounting, or, or other. You know, J.E. Dunn's a sponsor as well. We have great, we have great, great sponsors that, that do a lot for these companies and are really supportive with regard to not only providing, providing assistance but helping open doors for them as well. Talking about media exposure and uh, funding, uh, one of your companies is Bloom that has gone through the has won in the grants competition. Um, highlight them for us because they seem to be growing cr- very quickly and receiving a bunch of uh, you know sophisticated investments. Oh, absolutely! Bloom's fantastic. Chris Costello is a great guy. That whole, that entire team they're growing really well. Uh, they're really a company to watch here in Kansas City. Um, they have raised significant rounds of capital. Uh, since winning the competition, one round I think it's about four, four, a little over four million dollars, and then recently I think you saw in the media they've raised another round of nine million dollars. Um, their software platform to be able to do some self-managed 401k and retirement planning uh, is really a, a trendsetter in a lot of ways in the industry, and the the low fee model uh, with regard to that really helps folks grow their wealth portfolio uh, in a different and more controlled way. I think we all know the history of, of wealth management and 401ks and the standard 2% management fees and things like that, that over the course of 30 or 40 years can really carve out a big chunk of funds that, mm-hmm. you know, you may have seen growth in your 401k, but, you know, they're, they're essentially eroded away with regard to fees. And, you know, a company like Bloom is really innovating and, and addressing and solving that problem so that, you know, more of our, our up-and-coming generations and folks who want to build wealth have an opportunity to do that in a uh, friendly fee environment. So. Mm-hmm. They're doing fantastic things. Some of the other ones too are Pop Bookings, uh, Nodal Security, Mycroft. Uh, those those are some other success stories. Oh yeah, there's absolutely. thousands Pop of bookings. them. There's many of them, but these are just a handful of them. Yeah, Pop Bookings, Square Off. Lots of companies are doing great things. Pop Bookings recently raised another round of capital. Uh, they also received some follow-on investment from the Missouri Technology Corporation. Uh, Nodal Securities was acquired. Uh, that was a great. That was a great op, kind of <laughs> moment of validation for for the company and for, for our organization. That was one of our year one winners. Um, you know, the other thing that's been really interesting, too, is the follow-on funding and then just the general growth of the winners. Uh, obviously, Mycroft is a great Kansas City story. They've been a Sprint Accelerator participant, won a launch KC grant, and they recently have been selected to go participate in 500 startups. Uh, they've also raised significant follow-on capital as well. And so these companies, like all of the companies in the portfolio, are doing great things. They're working on big ideas. Um, you know, the, the entirety of grant winners thus far have raised, you know, with, with the Bloom money now, I've raised a little north of, of $16 million in follow-on financing. And so if you look at kind of the, the leverage of what our community has provided, you know, a million dollars worth of grants, you know, that's leveraged itself into almost $16 million worth of follow-on funding and, and a lot of job creation and a lot of investment, which is really, really important to Kansas City if we're going to continue to grow in the future. I think, um, we all have to be realistic and aggressive about the fact that it's a very competitive world out there. And, you know, if we want to have jobs and uh, investment here in the future, we're going to have to get out and earn it. Talking to Drew Solomon, LaunchKC, LaunchKC.org. The Twitter handle is Launch underscore KC. Drew, we got a minute and a half left in this segment. Um, just on that note, the future, uh, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, you've kind of been in this 
startup world now uh, for a, a decent amount of time like I have talking to entrepreneurs. We've come a long way, but what would you like to see more of in the future? You know, I think that um, I think Kansas City in the future, I think we're getting close to being ready for a, a major innovation hub that, you know, kind of branches both educational and innovation-related factors. I can see uh, I can see having something like that on Kansas City's horizon, something similar to like what a, you know, a Boston Innovation Center or a uh, – a cortex would be in St. Louis. Like I could see something like that, a, a new facility like that that could be in the future for Kansas City. Um, I think the big thing, though, is continuing to be humble and address the real, the real competitive factors around the country and around the world. That that you know, if Kansas City wants to be a top city, not only for business but for for kind of startups and and the entrepreneurial ecosystem, we have to really work at it every day. And and I think if we got you know I think we stay hungry and 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 stay humble I think you know we have a good chance at, at you know really becoming nationally and globally relevant. Drew Solomon, thanks for coming on Grill Nation LaunchKC.org, guys. Check it out. Uh, applications open on March first, and they're open until July seventh. Fifty thousand dollars to eight grant winners, and a hundred thousand dollars to the main prize winner. Drew, it's always a pleasure. We'll talk to you again soon. Yep, thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons. In- I just want to chill. Got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money. Introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remakes it for low. She my track queen. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill, KMBZ 980 AM and also on GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate you joining us as well today for this entire show on podcast. Uh, we have been successful on iTunes and I appreciate everyone downloading there. Uh, you can find that at GrillNationShow.com or by searching out Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill on iTunes. Great show so far today. Really excited about our next guest. Uh, she actually was on the air last year. Around this time, maybe it was early February, um, talking about new openings in 2016 in the Kansas City restaurant world. Uh, love to talk about food, love to talk about all the cool entrepreneurship businesses, uh, great chefs we have here, great award winners, great drinks. There's so many things happening in the restaurant tour world and the foodie world here in Kansas City. And Ginny Vergara uh, from Feast Magazine, the website is feastmagazine.com. Uh, is joining me now via phone. She's also the founder of Test Kitchen Underground Supper Club. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Jason. I appreciate I, it. I love what you guys do. I love what you write about. Uh, I, I shared your uh, – it's amazing to me that people – some people don't know about you guys yet, but I shared your uh, information about your website with a friend of mine who's pretty cutting edge when it comes to trying out new places, and he he, he loved the fact that not only do you guys talk about Kansas City, but you also cover – uh, different markets within the Kansas City region, uh, whether that's Lee Summit or you know the Northland or, or Johnson County. I mean, you guys really touch uh, just about everywhere around town, which is really neat. You know, that was one of the goals when we set out um, to kind of bring Kansas City on board. So Feast Magazine has existed in St. Louis for, oh my gosh, almost six years before it came to Kansas City and started its kind of I-70 expansion, if you will. And so one of the goals was really to make sure that we're covering Lawrence, we're covering North Kansas City, we're covering 
what happens in South as well as, you know, the hot spots down on the crossroads and everything in between. So mm-hmm. um, it means I'm in my car and I've been to Smithville twice this week. <laughs> oh, wow. You're, you're, you're all over the place. Yep. Yep. Well, absolutely. one of the things today on the show, we're going to have two segments with Jenny today, is I want to talk about some of the new restaurants that are opening in 2017 and some already have. And uh, there's a column on feastmagazine.com with some of the openings. But first off, uh, a place downtown uh, called the Belfry in collection is reopening. Uh, I went there a long time ago. I, I I never had known it was not open anymore, but now it's open again. Yeah, you know, Selena has cultivated a really um, strong core group of what she calls members. Um, you pay $40, basically, and you can, can become a member of the Belfry. It means you have your own beer stein. It's kind of a craft beer, whiskey hangout. She's got some food, obviously, that you, she can serve as well. But the space isn't very big. So she's got kind of this core group of members. And I think they were probably more in the loop, perhaps, than the, the occasional diner or drinker in her spot. But she basically celebrated the end of the year last year and then closed quietly the Belfry and Collection because she had someone who was offering to buy the red brick building that houses both her event space called Collection and this beer bar called uh, the Belfry. Interesting. What's yeah, funny and, is I'm and just... her plan was actually to go across the street and move the Belfry into the, the old Zara Bar location across Grand. Okay. So she had kind of a master plan that unfortunately unraveled. Uh, the deal did not go through. And so after spending 45 days closed, she just really couldn't afford to continue to sit and wait for anything to materialize with this offer. So she has reopened them both and is basically kind of dusting everything off, bringing in some new furniture, doing a couple of old menu items that are favorites and bringing in some new stuff, putting wine on tap. So she's just kind of basically refreshing the whole concept. Cool. Ramen. Yeah. Ramen is still taking off here in Kansas City. There's a new place out in Waldo, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Tell us about that. So, um, Boru Ramen Bar. It's in the old uh, Kennedy space, if I remember right. correctly. Right, right. Getting so pretty good reviews so far. Yeah, you know, we've had such a, such a run on ramen shops here in Kansas City. And this is just basically the latest and greatest. And I would mention that the furthest south location to get great ramen in the city, so anybody who's living uh, kind of closer to the suburbs would appreciate the fact they don't have to drive all the way downtown now, although there's plenty of great options to have. These are from the guys who own the Summit Grill, basically. Okay. And, yeah, and they've got a chef called Ho Wang is his name, and he's been with them for a couple years now, and they brought him on board specifically to open this ramen shop. And what makes this ramen shop really cool and different from the other ones in town is they not only have eight different kinds of ramen bowls to get, but they also have some incredible um, Chinese and Korean dishes as well. If you're not feeling immutable, there's other options that you can enjoy there. And the food bar, um, music from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s kind of playing on loop in rotation in the restaurant. It's a really fun, lively atmosphere. You also have uh, noted that there's some new openings. Uh, one is called the Brick House and uh, Hopcat. Right. So more kind of beer bars. We can't seem to get enough of that in Kansas City, and it kind of makes <laughs> sense, really, given the fact that, you know, Boulevard is headquartered here. We, we certainly love our beer. But um, Brickhouse basically was in the old location that had uh, Barrel 31, and that was kind of a Southern-inspired... Oh, uh, Union Hill, a, yeah, Martini Corner. Yeah, yeah Martini Corner, kind of still whiskey bar. And uh, basically, it was a bartender that worked for the gentleman who owned uh, Barrel 31 in that building. He, 
he attended bar for him and basically decided to open his own place. And so he cut a great deal on this space and is basically flipping it into Brick House, which, of course, as you know, that's the old Velvet Dog location. So it's got that amazing patio in the back. Yeah. And he's going to print money. He's got basically he's filled the place with uh, – um, TV screens. He's going to do craft beer by, uh, by can and bottle, as well as several different beers on taps. He's really looking for local, so he's going to be doing Kansas and Missouri beers mostly. And then it's just, you know, great kind of bar food, great burger. Um, he's got a grilled cheese sandwich that looks pretty good. So he's not quite open yet, but he's hoping to be open by the time uh, March Madness is in full swing. That's nice. Uh, Hopcat I've seen on the corner. It's uh, a chain, right? But it's it's in that space in Westport, across the street from the bunker, it's been building for uh, a while, but it looks like it's going to have a pretty cool uh, upstairs deck area. Yeah, you know, Hopcat's really interesting. It is a chain, and I know a lot of people are kind of grousing about that, but these guys are really committed to doing unique locations. Every single location that they have opened has been a really interesting architectural space, and this is no different. It's going to have a rooftop bar. Um, basically, they're known for their crack fries, I think they call them. So um, French fries that have some sort of seasoning on them that, that make you can't put them down. And then just wow. basically a ton of craft beer on tap. You can just go in there and enjoy a lot of different and new things as well. So they really pride themselves on that. I heard that they, they soft opened, or I believe they grand opened on February 22nd. Okay. And from everything I've heard, it sounded like there was a line down the down the street and around the block. Well, it's a, it's so. a great location that's been underutilized, I think, in Westport on that corner for years. Um, okay, so two more um, openings that have happened are KC Taco Company. That's in the River Market. Always, I, there's so much talking about uh, craft beer. It seems like tacos, too, are, are quite the rage these days. Right. So there's actually kind of two taco places I want to talk about. That place opened up in what was formerly kind of an Italian bakery space, and they were located in Westport inside of the bar that's next to Harry's. I never can remember the name of it. I want to say Dark Dark Horse. Dark Horse, dark, yeah, yeah. Dark Horse, yeah. So this place is basically serving their tacos kind of out of that kitchen, but he now has his own space in the river market, and he's always done kind of interesting, kind of more California-style, like street tacos, but California-style. There's a lot of fish. There's a lot of, you know, kind of creamy sauces that are put on top. So um, I think he's doing some really creative tacos. The other place I want to mention is Taco Luchador. This mm-hmm. place opened up in, down in North Kansas City. So it's on Burlington, if anybody travels kind of, of course, that way. Yeah. And this is the guy that owns the, the Crown City Kitchen, I think it's called, up north. And this is basically kind of a spot that his mom is running for him. And his mom uh, is related to Nisa's in Kansas City, Kansas, which is known for their kind of street tacos and really great tortillas. So this place has kind of bowls, tacos, and burritos. And it's just like a Chipotle style where you kind of go through the line. There's really not too many places to sit inside. They have a red pork taco that I'm just crazy about right now. So that's a that's a great spot if you happen to find yourself up north and craving Mexican. That's awesome. Ginny uh, Vergara is our guest. We're talking about openings this month. Spring is just around the corner, as we know. And uh, February had a lot of openings. One other opening I want to talk to you about, Ginny, before we go to break. Um, Tavernana, is that how you say it? Yes. So that so that is a uh, the the restaurant tour that that opened those. I've been to the restaurants in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, Fish Bar and a burger place up there. And I know it opened in the Hotel Phillips downtown recently. Driven by it, haven't tried it, but great Italian food. Uh, we need more of that in the city. Yeah, you know it it is kind of one of those things. When somebody says I'm opening up an Italian place, a lot of people go, "Gosh, don't we have plenty of Italians?" But actually, you know, we could use a couple more places. Like Lydia's is great for upscale. 
Jasper's is kind of out south. I like the Rubo's place. I like casual. the place in Westport. I did have that the other day. Yeah. What's absolutely. the name of it? I can't remember the name of it. It's on a corner. Uh, uh, Regazza's. Regazza. The place Regazza. was great. Yeah. Yeah. They're always packed. They do a great job as well. Um, but yeah, this place, so this should be really interesting because Hotel Phillips Forever has had the incredible Art Deco style lobby that is really, I mean, the entire building is historic. They've completely remodeled the rooms yet again. And this time, they finally got the food and beverage program matching everything else that is involved in this beautiful boutique hotel. So this Tavernona, as it's called, is basically just going to be an Italian place, but it's kind of modern Italian, like Plate and Brookside does a little bit of kind of modern Italian food. Mm-hmm. And this place is going to be similar, kind of, I think, smaller portions, more thoughtful portions. Not, you know, I don't think you can go in there and expect big, giant, you know, spaghetti warehouse bowls of pasta <laughs> and, and bread, but I think they're going to do some Certainly some grilled items, some pasta as well. Pasta is so hot right now. That's another food trend that's everywhere. But down in the basement is the new speakeasy called PS Speakeasy that's opened up. And that bar is definitely worth getting into. Craft cocktails down in the basement of the space. You'll have to kind of figure out how to get in there. It's one of those things where you have to kind of ask a few people before they'll show you that they have done an incredible remodel, spent a lot of money making this space look really, really glamorous, very dark. Um, just exactly what you would expect it to be. And great drinks, really great drinks. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Jenny Vergara with us. Her Twitter handle is J Vergara, V-E-R-G-A-R-A. Uh, great follow on Twitter. The website is feastmagazine.com. Uh, great information. When we come back after the break in our last segment of the show, I want to talk to Jenny about some of our coming soons here in Kansas City. Things to be excited about. There's a whole host of them. Uh, here on Grill Nation Show. Thanks for listening. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the lights come on. Maybe the streets are like me. What if I had your heart? What if you wore my skies? How would we break down? What if you were me? Hello, welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill, 980 AM and KMBZ. And grillnationshow.com. Thanks for joining us again today. It's been a great show. I love talking to these two guests today. Always great inside information. We're joined by Ginny Vergara for our final segment, Feast Magazine contributing editor for Kansas City and founder of the Test Kitchen Underground Supper Club. You can follow her on Twitter at jvergara and also Feast Magazine at feastmagazine.com. Ginny, want to talk to you about some upcoming openings. There are tons of them, it seems like, in Kansas City. Um, first off, we have Corvino Supper Club and Tasting Room. I'll have him on the show at some point in April, but give us just a little quick, uh, brief overview of that and when it's going to be happening. So Michael, uh, obviously was the executive chef at the American, uh, before it closed. And he was kind of the last executive chef that they had in there before the restaurant closed at the end of last year. And he basically, when the restaurant decided that they were closing, um, it was kind of touch and go for a while as to whether he would stay in Kansas City. He actually came to us from Texas, although he's originally from Washington. But he and his wife, Christina, are going to be opening Corvino Supper Club and Tasting Room down in the crossroads. And this is a, uh, basically a building that's being rehabbed, and it's kind of catty corner from Extra Virgin and uh, get kind of down the street from the Rieger right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this space basically is going to house um, kind of a more casual bar and cafe kind of area, and then it's also going to have a small, like, 20 to 25 seat tasting room where you can go in and have, like, the long pre-fee, um, you know, pay one price and get multiple courses. They're kind of chef-driven and chef developed, and you just kind of sit down and put yourself in the stand. 
So he's kind of doing two different concepts within the same um, restaurant space. And mm. one's going to be raucous, and they'll have live music, and they'll have kind of a tasty menu that you can kind of snick and snack across. Um, and then the other will be a more formal kind of chef's tasting table. Very cool. Hey, a uh, couple uh, interesting food items here. Uh, Jericho South. Um, that's in KCK. Now they're moving south. Is that the same place? Yep. So they're keeping their Kansas City, Kansas location. And this is basically going to be their second location out south. And it's off of State Line. Um, basically, they've just got kind of the old, an old strip center that's out there. Um, I think it's almost to 135th, like between 135th and 135th, right on State, State Line. line. Yeah. So it's, it's south. And, you know, he's basically wanting to do the exact same thing that he's doing, that he's known for doing in his Kansas City, Kansas location for Horocho. It's basically a tasting menu where you can come in, put yourself again in his, in the chef's hands. And, and Carlos Falcon, the, the owner and the chef, has an incredible pipeline to get some of really unique, fresh fish that's available. And he does an amazing job with what he's got. Mm-hmm. So, really good um, Mexican seafood. I, yeah, I think it's going to be a great new little, and it'll be casual. This won't be a fine dining uh, she-she place out south. This will be a roll-in and blue jeans, but get some really great fish. Very, very interesting. And Meshuga Bagels is now also opening up in Jensen County. It's based on 39th Street right now, right? Right. So um, this will be their second location, and they've also in, in uh, Metcalf South, 103rd Metcalf South Shopping Center. Um, and their, that location will probably be open, I'm guessing, by April March mm-hmm. or April, they're kind of still shooting for. But they also have a third location they're opening up out in Liberty. So for anybody living up wow. north, expansion coming your way. Uh, you know, Jenny, I want to talk to you. What is going on with this? Uh, Crossroads, obviously, is hopping right now. Um, mm-hmm. What is Swordfish Tom's? Yeah, Swordfish Tom actually is going to be another craft cocktail bar. Um, this this girl who owns it has been bartending at a few places around town. She's very, very talented. And this is a concept that she kind of has come up with and it's really like prohibition style drinks. I mean, very serious uh, crafted, curated cocktails. Um, I'm not really sure about the location. Like, I haven't quite pinpointed exactly where she's going to be, but she says she's getting close. Um, she came to us from Omaha, I believe, where she was very well known for her craft cocktails. So, yeah. I, I think this will be another great kind of watering hole as soon as she gets this place up. Good, Interesting good name. Bar. Interesting name. Swordfish Toms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is an interesting name. I'm sure there's a, I'm almost betting there's a drink that's named after it. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, Jenny, healthy food options. So there's a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, maybe still trying to lose some of that holiday weight, want to get in shape for 2017 now that we're getting into warmer weather, excited about spring break, maybe summer vacation. Uh, health conscious meals that we can get in Kansas City that actually taste good and maybe don't blow our budgets. Right. So I like Enjoy Pure Food and Drink, which is basically out in the same shopping center at the Mission Farms, okay. the Outlaw Rye in Room 39, in that shopping center. It's a little tiny place. It's a, a woman-owned business. She's an entrepreneur. This is her first location. She's looking to expand very quickly. But it's all clean eats. Michael Smith from Extra Virgin and, and uh, Michael Smith's restaurant had a hand in helping to cultivate the menu. You know, there's a lot of these healthy food places and clean eat places that, you know, they doesn't have a lot of flavor. It's, there's nothing really compelling about eating the food there. Yes, it's healthy, but it doesn't really, you know, isn't very interesting to eat. Mm-hmm. This is different. This is different. There's a very, she has an incredible uh, way with kind of the spices, herbs, uh, everything else that she's using to really make her food stand out. And, and so I think that's incredible. But she's got coffee, she's got wine and beer, uh, she's got juice as well. 
two good spots. Um, Evolve Paleo is another good spot. It's down in the crossroads. What's the name of it? Evolve Paleo. Evolve Paleo, okay. I think it's Evolve Paleo Kitchen is technically the name. And it's located right there. It's just down probably maybe next door or maybe two doors down from Boulevard Tavern, if you're familiar with that location. Carlulu's Thai Noodles is across the street. Uh They've got a big garage door that they open up when they're doing fresh juices. They've got stuff that you can grab and go to take home. They've got um, incredible just like salads if you just want to roll in for your lunch hour and grab something. Um, But they do a lot of like paleo-friendly kind of things. If you're looking for bone broth or, you know, a juice program to get on. They're a great, a great spot to just kind of stop in and check it out. Interesting stuff. Jenny Vergara at J Vergara on Twitter. Feastmagazine.com, they have an article up now that has all of the openings, closings, uh, new things happening. I noticed uh, also, too, there is a expansion coming for Plate, uh, as well as uh, a place called The Monarch is opening. Right, right. Talk about The so- Monarch. The Monarch is interesting. The Monarch is actually a project from one of the local architects in town. And he's, uh, he, he basically does a lot of work on um, stadiums, like big, big, big projects around the country, around the world, actually, internationally. And he's decided to kind of put his big toe in the water and get into the bar business. So Monarch is basically going to be located um, beneath JJ's and next to Jack's Fish House in the Posinelli building, if okay. you're familiar with that. And it, it, the space is already there. There's going to be a nice outdoor patio. It's kind of a sunken patio. And they're going. To, I, my understanding is they're going to enclose it in some way. And I'm not sure if that's with glass or how that is actually going to work out. But the inside of the bar is actually supposed to be really interesting. They've been working with... Um, the Kansas City Art Institute on creating an incredible it's butterfly. So the monarch, obviously, kind of keen off the name. It's this incredible light picture that's going to be like above the bar in the restaurant that has thousands of little tiny butterflies that are lit with LED lights that will be able to change colors to kind of change the mood of the bar. And the bar will be very different. It'll be kind of more in the round, so to speak, with nothing in the middle. So there won't be like big cabinets or anything to block your view. You'll basically be able to sit across from the bar and see every single person who's there. And the reason they've done that is they want to show off the craft cocktail bartenders who will be behind the stick, obviously, shaking up really great cocktails as soon as they get open. Very Should be cool. summer. Jenny Vergara, any uh, last things? we got about 45 seconds. What are you really excited about in 2017? It sounds like there's so many things happening. Yeah, you know, I think this is going to be the year where we'll have everybody kind of doing a second project. So um, Ryan Brazil from Novel, he's got his new restaurant that's going to be opening up in the crossroads. It's a dirt pad right now, but he's basically building it from the ground up. And he and his wife, Jessica, are hoping to move into their new location for Novel in the fall of this year. And then Jonathan Justice is going to be opening up Black Dirt in the 51 Main Building on Main Street. And so everybody's excited to see what his kind of next next moves are going to be with that location and that also should be our September 2017. You can expect to see that opening. Amazing stuff. Jenny, thanks for joining us today on Grill Nation Show. Check out FeastMagazine.com Always a pleasure to have you on and I appreciate everyone for joining us today on Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Take care.